Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair and I welcome you again to another episode of Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio Podcast. It's a spooky day. It's Halloween 2020. Interesting, I think, because 2020 in and of itself has been terrifying. Uh, to a lot of us. (laughs) And now we have an election just around the corner. We've got the COVID scare still going crazy. And it's Halloween. I don't even know what you're doing with your kids tonight with Halloween. I think it's going to be different neighborhood by neighborhood and family by family. But regardless, I wish you a happy Halloween. As such, I decided to bring you two scary rants, but they're going to be kind of rapid ones. They're maybe half size. The first one in particular is quite short, but I think very important. The second one has a little more depth to it, and it's uh, it's going to get you riled up, I believe. It is time for the Vital Rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. Alrighty, here we go. The first one, the first rant of Halloween 2020 is the first large-scale mask study cannot get published. Three leading medical journals have refused to publish the results of the first major scientific investigation into the effects of wearing masks on the spread of COVID-19. The authors of the long-awaited gold-standard randomized controlled trial have admitted their findings are controversial, and are keeping them secret until their paper has been peer-reviewed and published, according to the Danish newspaper Berlingsk. I hope I'm saying that right. I really don't speak Danish. The researchers behind a large and unique Danish study on the effect of wearing a mask are having great difficulty in getting their research results published. One of the participating professors in the study admits that the still-secret research could result in something that could be perceived as controversial. For weeks, the media and researchers around the world have been waiting with increased impatience for the publication of a large Danish study on the effect, or lack thereof, of wearing a mask in a public space during the corona pandemic. Now, one of the researchers who has been involved in the study has said that the finished research results have been rejected by at least three of the world's leading medical journals. And you've heard of these. The Lancet, New England Journal of Medicine, and the American Medical Association's journal, JAMA. 
They all said no, says the chief physician of the research department at North Zealand Hospital, Professor Christian Torp Pedersen. However, the professor does not wish to disclose the journal's reasoning as to why they said no. We cannot start discussing what they are dissatisfied with because, in that case, we must also explain what the study showed, and we do not want to discuss that until it is published. The study was initiated at the end of April. It involved as many as 6,000 Danes, half of whom had to wear face masks in public over a long period of time. The other half was selected as the control group. The study and its size are unique, and the purpose was once and for all to try to clarify the extent to which the use of face masks in public spaces provides protection against coronavirus infections. One of the co-authors, Henrik Ulm, Ulm, tweeted yesterday that he is very unhappy. Now, it wouldn't be the first time politics has trumped science amongst those who are supposed to be its guardians, the medical journals. Professor Sunetra Gupta said in September that she was having unusual difficulty getting anything on herd immunity published. And Dr. Gabriella Gomes said the same thing. Professor Thomas Benfield said, had said that the study would be published as soon as a journal is brave enough to accept the paper. Okay, so what does this mean to me and you? It's just more outright censorship. We have a paper for the first time since the outbreak that gives us evidence one way or the other on whether or not face masks are effective at slowing or stopping the spread of coronavirus. But because it appears to have a controversial uh, outcome, the study, three medical journals have turned it down. Even though it is a gold standard, double-blind study, they've turned it down for publication. I can only assume, and it is an assumption, but I can only assume that they don't like the findings, the findings being that probably the face masks are less effective than they thought they were, maybe ineffective. I don't know. I've often questioned the dirtiness of a face mask as it's pulled in and out of a pocket, put on and off the face, touched a hundred times by hands. You may remember back in the beginning of this thing, uh, Dr. Fauci and Deborah Burke specifically said, don't touch your face with your hands. But what are we doing when we use a face mask over and over and over again after pulling it out of the cup holder in our car or our pocket or on the kitchen table or the bathroom counter or you name the various places and then putting it back on and off again, on again, off again. The question is not how I feel about face masks. I think if you listen to Vitality Radio, you have a pretty good idea of that. The question is, why can't we get an actual professionally produced study by three respected researchers in Denmark published that just tells us if they work. Why isn't that happening? It's really interesting because I'll tell you, I use the New England Journal of Medicine and the and PubMed, which publishes a ton of these articles, and The Lancet and uh, JAMA specifically to find studies that I think are useful 
for you listening to Vitality Radio, whether it's a study that shows something about a pharmaceutical or a study that shows something about an herb or a vitamin, I use those journals all the time because one thing about them is they are peer-reviewed studies. Now, that doesn't mean that all the studies in there are great. Some are better than others for sure. But this one appears to have all the right stuff, and yet one of the authors is simply saying it ain't getting published until somebody's brave enough to publish it. What does that mean? There have been controversial things that have been published in these papers for years. And now, post-COVID, when everything is being censored, now even a study that would tell us if one of the main things we're doing to try and defend ourselves against COVID is effective is being completely whitewashed. Crazy, but reality right now. Be careful what you trust and who you trust, and please don't just rely on the mainstream because it's all being blocked. Okay, rant number two. This one's a little longer. It's a little juicier, and it is just as scary, very Halloween-y kind of a vibe we got going on here with the, the stuff that we're talking about. The Justice Department recently announced that Purdue Pharma the company that makes OxyContin, owned by the Sackler family, the notorious Purdue Pharma, has agreed to plead guilty to criminal charges for its role in the opioid epidemic and pay $8.3 billion in penalties, punishments that critics panned as too late and far too little to match the scale of the corporation's deadly an evil scheme to push addictive drugs for profit. That's according to some of the people interviewed in this article in the New York Times. Interestingly, I've read about the Sacklers for years. I've read about Purdue Pharma and the opioid epidemic for years. Many of you have as well. And you've heard me talk about it on Vitality Radio before, or at least potentially have. But now we have an actual outcome sort of, because this has been in the works for a long time. 30 plus, I think, attorneys general eventually filed suits against the Sacklers. There are civil lawsuits, and now this is the FDA coming after them uh, based on the lawsuits that have been filed and what the government deems felony uh, charges. So $8.3 billion sounds like a lot, but the Sacklers, we know for sure, are worth at least $13 billion. That leaves them a tidy sum of $5 billion after they pay the 8.3. But Purdue Pharma is in bankruptcy. There's a really good chance the 8.3 won't even get paid. And yet we know, we, we absolutely know that the Sacklers were trying to secretly move money to offshore accounts in Switzerland and various other places before this settlement took place. So we know they've got the money to pay, and yet they probably won't end up paying all of it. And although $8.3 billion seems like a lot, tell that to the families of the 750,000 Americans who've been killed by these murderous drug companies that brought you OxyContin and then pushed it as if it was some sort of candy, lied to us about the level of Uh, addictive properties, lied to doctors, pushed doctors to to, uh, prescribe it for off-label purposes, and so on and so forth. These are the people we're dealing with. 
they deserve more than an $8, million, $8 billion slap on the wrist. Under a separate civil settlement, the Department of Justice, Justice said members of the ultra-wealthy Sackler family will pay $225 million in civil penalties, another very, very small amount of money. They will pay that because These are penalties for the role in the company program under which representatives or sales reps for the company intensified their marketing of OxyContin to extreme high-volume prescribers who were already writing 25 times as many OxyContin scripts as their peers, causing healthcare providers to prescribe opiates for uses that were unsafe, ineffective, and medically unnecessary, and then often led to addiction and abuse. Robert Weissman, the president of consumer advocacy group Public Citizen, said in a statement that for there to be accountability for the corporate-fueled opioid addiction epidemic, which has cruelly taken hundreds of thousands of lives, remember 750,000 and counting, there must be prosecution of those members of the Sackler family who, along with other executives and owners, were responsible for Purdue Pharma's deadly deception. And I agree, prosecution should have happened in this case. Instead, they're pleading out at $8.3 billion and then crying poor over it. Massachusetts Attorney General Mara Healy, who sued Purdue Pharma in 2018 for its role in fueling the opioid crisis in her state, echoed Public Citizen tweeting, she is not done with Purdue and the Sacklers. Good for you, Attorney General Mara Healy. Uh, None of us should be done with these scoundrels. The Department of Justice failed. Justice in this case requires exposing the truth and holding the perpetrators accountable, not rushing a settlement, says Healy. I will never sell out to the families who have been calling for justice for so long. Now, Purdue agreed to plead guilty to these charges in federal court in order to only pay the $8.3 billion dollars. They are felony charges of conspiracy to defraud the United States and violate the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, as well as two counts of conspiracy to violate anti-kickback laws because we know that they paid off doctors to prescribe their drug. The Justice Department settlement does not preclude the possibility of future criminal charges against Purdue executives. But whether or not the Department of Justice actually pursues such charges is, of course, another question. As the New York Times noted, it is unlikely the company will end up paying anything close to the $8 billion negotiated in the settlement deal because it is in bankruptcy and the federal government will have to take its place in a long line of creditors. Margarita Jorge, I believe, Campaign director for Advocacy Coalition Lower Drug Prices Now said the Department of Justice's settlement is a betrayal to the families of the more than 750,000 Americans who have lost their lives due to the opioid epidemic and countless others whose lives have been shattered by addiction. The Sacklers will still come out ahead with the fine making up only a fraction of the profit one of the of the one of the country's richest families made from peddling poison to Americans in pain. So that's the first part of this rant, uh, that they are going to, uh, I guess they're being quote unquote brought to justice 
to the tune of $8.3 billion. But you need to understand just how guilty these people are. So first, as part of this payback, or actually as the full whole of the payback, what Purdue is trying to convince the Department of Justice is to make a deal that would clear the way for Purdue to transform from a profit-seeking, privately held company into a public trust that serves the public good. As the com- uh, that's what they've proposed. But the settlement is subject to the approval of the federal judge overseeing the Purdue bankruptcy case, and has uh, is being shot down heavily by the attorneys general. Uh, of all the states that, uh, 25 plus states that have gone after Purdue so far. This would legally require a major pharmaceutical manufacturer to make public health a higher priority than shareholder profits. <laughs> Pardon me while I laugh. Uh, th- yeah, that's never happened. So they're basically saying that in theory, we'd have a company that now is about the public good, not about profit. And they would do things like free addiction recovery and things like that. But in on the surface, that all sounds good because they stay in business and that then helps them to fuel the recovery process for so many of the people that they've harmed. But you have to understand a little more about Purdue Pharma and the Sacklers to recognize why this would be a catastrophic uh, disaster. By all accounts, the new trust would be a for-profit entity. Indeed, profits from continued sales of pain meds like OxyContin and addiction treatment meds like uh, naloxone, estimated by Purdue to be up to $8 billion a year, are crucial as the payment Purdue is offering to compensate the public for the company's shares of the cost of the opioid crisis. So, Basically, what they're saying is, if you'll help us stay in business, we will be able to pay you the money you find us. But if you don't, we're just going to be bankrupt and you may not get it, or at least not all of it. I mean, really, though, what could possibly go wrong with us, the American people, trusting Purdue and the Sacklers to do the right thing? after knowingly and intentionally co-creating the opioid crisis in America that has killed over three-quarters of a million people and enslaved millions of others. The Sacklers are such a sack of disgusting humanity that there is a reason naloxone is such a big part of their business. Listen to this. Back to the New York Times, but from an article in 2019. Filings in the joint lawsuits from New York and Massachusetts attorneys general cite numerous records, emails, and other documents showing that even though Purdue Pharma had been hit with fines by FDA multiple times, including one for $800 million, not a small one, um, regarding the misrepresentation of their opioids, members of the Sackler family continued to push aggressively to expand the market for OxyContin and other opioids for years after the company admitted all the way back in 2007 in a plea deal, so they've already pleaded out before, that it had misrepresented the drug's addictive qualities and potential for abuse. All of the evidence in this case that led to the settlement is staggering and damning 
But my favorite bit of evidence is the internal memos regarding Project Tango. What a nice name, Project Tango. The business potential of adding addiction treatment to the mix was illustrated in internal company charts and diagrams. Listen to this. This is from their actual uh, internal documents and uh, PowerPoints, I suppose. Pain treatment and addiction are naturally linked, one Project Tango document included. It depicted a big blue funnel. The wide end of the funnel was labeled pain treatment, and the narrow end was labeled opioid addiction treatment. The company, the document said, could make money at both ends of the funnel as an end-to-end pain provider. Dr. Kathy Sackler, one of the eight family members sitting on Purdue's board, instructed employees to devote immediate attention to the effort according to an email included in the Massachusetts filing, immediate attention attention to Project Tango because it's such a beautiful, sophisticated dance when you make the cause of the disease and the cure. Isn't it beautiful? So this is what it is in a nutshell. We have a company that got millions of Americans hooked and then profited again off of the drug designed to save the lives of those addicted people during an overdose. And we know that they did it on purpose. And now, in order to pay off the $8.3 billion, they want us to trust them on this new mission to restructure and help those who have been hurt by them, allowing them to stay in business and continue to profit off of the very people that they have enslaved. Remember, the Sacklers are worth more than $13 billion. The fine is $8.3 billion. They have already been caught moving billions offshore. Trust me, the Sacklers will be fine. But here is my question. Why are they not on death row? How is this not premeditated murder? If they aren't being put to death, they should be in prison for life at the very least. They have helped kill hundreds of thousands of American people. You see, Big Pharma cannot be trusted. This is more evidence. They always will put profits above people, just like every other major corporation in the world. They're not different. They all have boards of directors, and they all demand profits. Yet, for some reason, in the case of Pharma, We want to trust that these same people will make a safe and effective vaccine for COVID. We want to believe that the angels coming to save us are the demons who killed 750,000 Americans over the last 20 years or so. We memorialize as Americans 9-11, where 3,000 innocent people were murdered. Hell, we went to war over it and are still at war over it. But when white-collared American businessmen and women addict and kill 250 times as many innocent civilians as died during the 9-11 attacks, they pay some money and walk away with a tidy $5 billion plus to split between the eight of them. It's absolutely no wonder that these companies, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, 
Pfizer, Merck, Purdue, Eli Lilly, and the lot will continue to murder, pillage, and plunder us because it's always worth the relative slap on the wrist for the multi-billion dollar profit. Okay, there's your scary rants for Halloween. We're about almost halfway into the show, which means I have quite a bit of time to go through something that I love to do that I've been told by many of you is are some of your favorite shows, and that is to talk about a few more of my favorite things. This time, things I've almost, I've either never talked about on the radio or hardly ever mentioned on the radio, but things that I think you'll want to know about. That's what we're going to do when we come back. I'll be back in just a moment. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blog or online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is, that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. Welcome back to Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Jared St. Clair, and it's good to be with you. I love doing this show. I love the rants. I hope those were useful to you. They're terrifying, horrifying, really. And I'm sorry, but they need to be, those stories need to be told if for nothing else, to memorialize the 750 plus million Americans who've been addicted to opiates, largely due to the specific design of the companies producing those opiates to addict as many Americans as possible. Those people who are no longer with us and the family members they've left behind, and the millions of people who are currently addicted to these drugs, and the seven of eight new heroin users that started on opioid, properly prescribed opioid drugs. Those people, you know some of them. You may be one of them. Those people, they need that story to be told so that we can be awake, aware, and alert when it comes to what these corporations are willing to do. It doesn't stop at profits. It doesn't stop at addiction. It doesn't stop at murder. 
There's a lot to this and it's important. And I told you I'd stop being frightening. Okay, so we're going to stop being frightening. We're going to cheer it up a bit. And I'm going to tell you about something that I'm holding in my hand right now as I reach across the desk. This is a beautiful Vitality Blue blender bottle. Now, you may be aware of the blender bottle. They're made in Utah, not too far away from where Vitality Nutrition is, actually, just about an hour's drive or a little less. But blender bottles been making the best plastic shaker cups for protein powders and things like that ever since people started making them. Nobody's done it better than blender bottle. And one of the things that's really cool about, about the blender bottle, and listen, is the little blender ball that's in the blender bottle. The little blender ball is like a wire whisk that bounces around like crazy and agitates the heck out of whatever you're trying to shake up in it. And it makes it an amazing protein shaker. But if you know me and you've listened to me on Vitality Radio enough, you know I'm not a big fan of plastic. So it's kind of been a sort of a necessary evil if you want to really get a good protein shake that is well shaken. And I happen to drink a lot of protein shakes that you got to do with the plastic. And I'm not super worried about the plastic in the blender bottle because if you're not taking it in and out of the fridge, in and out of the car and letting the temperature change a lot, you're not going to get a ton of plastic leaching into the liquid. However, when we're talking about protein shakes, you're going to have a little bit of fat in them, sometimes a lot of fat if you're doing something like a keto thing or if you put Udo's oil in your protein like I do. And when you have a lot of fat in there, that fat is more likely to pull and leach plastic into the liquid. So now I let you listen before. That doesn't sound like plastic, does it? They have a double walled stainless steel insulated blender bottle with the wire whisk ball. It's all there and it is amazing. I've had one for exactly three days and I love it. I absolutely love it because I can shake up my protein shake as well as any other blender bottle did. And then if I drink half of it, get busy with somebody, get on the phone, forget about it for two hours or three hours or 20 hours, it'll still be cold. And I love that. It'll still be cold because nothing's more gnarly than a lukewarm room temperature separated protein shake with the new blender bottle with the blender ball. I did this this morning. It was so cool. I made myself a really good protein smoothie kind of a thing with a bunch of omega-3s in there and a bunch of other stuff. Shook it up really well. Started drinking it. Got busy. Came back to it an hour, hour and a half later. It was just as cold as when I left. And because it has that blender ball in there and protein shakes tend to separate. I just popped the cap down, which is the coolest cap ever. They just came out with this. They, they got a patent on it even. Uh, it's a cap that has a push button that allows you to open it so you don't open it accidentally. And it has a lock on top of it. I wish this was video. Speaking of which, Vitality Radio will be Vitality on YouTube and a variety of other video platforms very soon. So keep your eyes out for that. Literally. But anyway, I'm holding this thing and I'm locking it and unlocking it and shaking it. And I'm telling you, it's 
the best blender bottle I've ever had. I absolutely love them. We've got them in blue, black, and white at Vitality. They're a great stocking stuffer thing for Christmas time. And here's the thing. Your average stainless steel, double-walled, you know, a good quality brand, uh, if you get a good deal on it, it's going to be 12 to 15 bucks in almost every case, usually more than that. But new, uh, not on some deal or closeout somewhere, they're going to be 20 is about the entry level. And most of them are going to be 25 to 30. Some of them are as high as $40. This thing's only 22 bucks. So good for Blender Bottle. They nailed it, man. I absolutely love this thing. I wasn't planning on talking about it on the radio, but it's one of my favorite things now. So I wanted to share it with you. So I've got a couple of other favorite things that I want to tell you about. And one of them, I... I think I briefly mentioned it when it first came out back in January, but I can't swear to it. So I don't know. Regardless, if you didn't hear that one episode where I might have talked about it, you may not know it exists. If you're into sports nutrition stuff, you like to work out and you're a believer in the pre-workout, something that's going to get you some extra energy, some extra muscle endurance and stamina, going to help with your recovery afterwards, that kind of thing. If you like pre-workouts, you know, especially if you've tried a few of them, that they're all very different in terms of how they feel. And some feel really good. Some don't feel so good. You also may know that a lot of them have like three or even 400 milligrams of caffeine in them now. And you may also know that most of them are artificially colored, have a bunch of artificial ingredients in them, and so on. So we saw all this. And when I say we, I mean those of us at Vitality Nutrition, but specifically my son and I. Uh, he and I started talking uh, 2018 probably. or Yeah, it would have had to have been 2018 we started talking and developing. In fact, it may have even been back all the way to 2017. doesn't matter about developing our own pre-workout. <clears throat> we hadn't had one and we saw holes. There were some really good ones that we carried for a few years and the ones we liked the best went away. And so we decided we we're going to do our own. And it took a minute, like a long time, about an hour and a, or an hour and a half, <laughs> about a year and a half of multiple different uh, taste testing sessions and ingredient profile discussions and uh, testing to make sure that it wouldn't get clumpy in the container and all this other stuff. And more than anything, trying to make something that worked great, but also tasted really good. We introduced the new Insurgents pre-workout. There's three versions of it back in January, and it has taken vitality by storm. It is our best-selling pre-workout now, and people absolutely love it. But here's the thing about it. It's everything you need in a pre-workout with nothing that you don't. There's not a bunch of weird stimulants in there that are going to make you lightheaded or feel funny. The caffeine that is in the caffeinated version is 150 milligrams, which is a reasonable dose, in my opinion, for a single serving, particularly prior to a workout. But it's buffered, so to speak, with theanine, which you have heard me talk about on Vitality Radio probably a lot. I love theanine for attention deficit type stuff. I love theanine for calming the mind so you can go to sleep. But my favorite personal use for theanine is, and this is my one of my own little biohacks that I do, is to load up on theanine with a little bit of caffeine prior to doing this show. Keeps me alert, awake, keeps my brain sharp. I really, really like it. I'm not one of those health guys that's going to tell you caffeine is evil. What I am going to tell you is that caffeine on its own at high doses every single day is a bad idea. 
But the caffeine uh, in the insurgents formula, I think, is a reasonable dose used four or five times a week, like most people do with their pre-workout. And the theanine makes it so smooth. It's just as balanced as can be. You don't feel a crash. You don't feel a huge lift. You just feel a really even, steady stream of energy and mental focus, and people love how they feel on that. It also has the key ingredient, L-citrulline, one of my very favorite things, period, in uh, natural health because it's an unbelievable heart health nutrient. I've talked about it for blood pressure and things like that, but it also gives you one heck of a pump when you're working out. So whether you're doing push-ups and sit-ups and pull-ups or you're hitting the free weights at the gym, it doesn't matter. When you have the right amount of citric or, uh, citrulline, you'll have the right amount of nitric oxide in the muscle tissue, which allows you to get through that workout more efficiently. It's also great for endurance type uh, stuff, triathlons, you know, long cycling events, uh, marathons, that sort of thing. So I mentioned there's three versions of it. There's two versions of the caffeinated form, and the, the difference is just flavors. One is called grape. That's easy, right? Concord grape. But the other one is called white raspberry. And what we used is a natural blue raspberry flavor combination, but we didn't put blue color in it because that's dumb. Pre-workouts and every other thing in the world shouldn't be colored with artificial dyes. We didn't even try and put any natural dyes in it. It just mixes up kind of white. So we call it white raspberry, but it'll remind you of blue raspberry. And then the caffeine-free version comes in the white raspberry flavor. I will lay down, and this is totally spur of the moment, I didn't plan to do this, but I'll lay down a challenge for any of you who have used other pre-workouts. You've got one that you really like, and uh, or maybe you're using one that you hate right now, and you're about ready to go back and buy the one that you like. Whatever it is, you can come into Vitality, and you can pick up the Insurgents pre-workout, and you try it for five workouts. 10. I don't care. Give it a good shot. And if you don't like it as much as your other pre-workout, you let us know and we will swap it straight out for that pre-workout. No questions asked other than why didn't you like it so that we can understand what we're dealing with. Because I'm super confident people love the insurgents pre-workout. So you'll have to check it out. It was a creation of uh, my son and myself, our first product that we've ever developed together. So that's pretty exciting too. Let's see. I got a couple more favorite things for you. And uh, this next one, I really did not expect again to do talk about on the radio, but it's a product that I've really fallen in love with. It's a, it's a line of seasonings. And these seasonings, you may have heard of them, but I'm guessing you probably haven't. Most people haven't. These seasonings are uh, great for like uh, dry rub stuff for your steaks and chicken and things like that. But what their kind of claim to fame is tons of flavor without that much salt. And they're called feast mode, like beast mode, but with an F, feast mode. And they come in like, oh my gosh, I think there's probably 16, 17 flavors now. Things like Mexican fusion and Texas fusion and Thai fusion. They have a garlic herb. They have a, I think they just call it the heat. They're really hot one. All kinds of different uh, awesome flavors. And then they even have a few sweet flavors now. 
And if you're looking for a really great seasoning brand that doesn't have a whole bunch of garbage in it, like so many of them do at the grocery store, come try Feast Mode. It is really great stuff. And we get people that come into Vitality because we're up on the Feast Mode website as a distributor. And we get people to come into Vitality all the time asking for it that have never been into Vitality before, but we're you know the closest one that carries it to where they live. And they just come in so excited that they found a place close that has feast mode. These people love this stuff. And I've learned to love it too. I probably have nine flavors or something like that at my house that I cycle through for a variety of different uses. Those, and I also love the real salt, uh, just the basic garlic, onion, real salt, and the real seasoned salt. Those are pretty much my go-to seasonings now. So if you're looking for some really great seasoning, uh, you ought to give Feast Mode a try and let me know what you think. Okay, uh, another favorite thing. Let's see here. What else do I have on my list? Oh, I know what I can talk about. We're going to talk about the whole earth and sea fermented greens. Now, that is a mouthful and it doesn't sound good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Fermented greens. When you see what's in this stuff, you think that there's no way this stuff tastes good. It's got mushrooms in it. It's got probiotics and enzymes. It's got about every green food you can possibly imagine, quite a few good antioxidant berries and things like that as well. And it even has about seven grams of plant protein, which is very unusual for a greens powder product. Most of them have very little, if any, protein. So I thought that this was a really cool product when I first saw the paperwork on it. But I was, I've, I've been down this road before having worked at a health food store my whole life, I've tasted a lot of stuff and I've tasted a lot of greens and, uh, and most of them aren't that good. I, I can drink them pretty easily because I'm weird like that, but it's hard to find one that consistently our customers at Vitality say, oh man, this is really good. So I was, I was hesitant, but the thing that got me really excited about the formula besides the protein, besides the wide range of good nutrition in it, because a lot of greens are really good formulas anyway, was that it was fermented, 100% organic and fermented. And when you ferment these things, particularly the grasses, if you think about wheatgrass and barley grass, they are grasses. And cows are amazing at digesting grasses with their four stomachs. Humans, not as much. There's a lot of fiber in there that's hard to get through to some of the nutrition. So when you ferment a green supplement, it breaks it all down for you and basically predigests the whole lot. So it leaves you very little for your stomach to do. So I was excited to see this stuff and to try this stuff. So I talked my rep into giving me a sample can because I just wasn't bringing it in if it didn't taste at least pretty good. And again, my pretty good isn't the same as your pretty good, probably, probably, but I know that. So I always make uh, my poor little guinea pig uh, team members at Vitality uh, try it as well. But we, you know, played around with it. Several of us tried it. I really, really liked it. Like I, I liked it a lot. I've used a lot of greens over the years. And I will not say this is the best tasting. I would say this is about third or fourth of all the ones that I've tried. But that's pretty good out of maybe 30 or 40 that I've tried. And for what is in it, 
oh my goodness, so much more comprehensive, so much more potent than the two or three that I would say taste a little better. And yet it's just loaded. It shouldn't taste this good. It comes in an unflavored that you can mix into your smoothie or whatever you want to do. It comes in a chocolate flavor, which I don't know if you've ever had chocolate greens. They're better than you think. The cocoa really does cover up some of that green flavor. And then there's a tropical flavor, which actually is my favorite. So if I'm making a smoothie, uh, one of my St. Clair super smoothies that I talk about now and then, if I want it to be berry flavored, then obviously I put berries in it, but I also will put either a vanilla or, uh, you know, tropical or berry flavored greens in there. And if I want a chocolate smoothie, then I'll put maybe some almond butter and some chocolate protein in there and the chocolate greens. Well, in the case of this fermented greens from Natural Factors, the whole earth and sea, well, they've got tropical. So in the fruit flavored stuff, it's great. That's how I use it in my berry smoothies, even though it's tropical, it mixes up great. Chocolate, if you want the chocolate peanut butter kind of a thing or just regular chocolate. And then they have an unflavored that you mix in, you know, whatever you want. But this is an awesome product. It's loaded. You can absolutely look at it as a multivitamin. You can look at it as a just filling in all the gaps of our meals that we have from a combination of poor food choices and a combination probably more so than anything of uh, poor food choices that have been made for us by the government in terms of the regulation and how uh, farming is done nowadays and all that kind of stuff. So this just fills the gaps. It gives you loads of minerals. It gives you amino acids. It gives you vitamins. It gives you uh, micronutrients and antioxidants. Like I said, there's a bunch of mushrooms in there, which are phenomenal. We just talked about that on Vitality Radio not long ago as well. So if you're looking for a great smoothie additive to really just kick it up a seriously big notch, you got to try the fermented greens from Natural Factors. They are awesome. Okay, so I think now's a good time to talk about something I wasn't going to talk about, but I want you to hear it because I think it'll be exciting to you. It's certainly exciting to me. We've been around 43 years. We moved 16 years ago from the last place that we were for 10 years prior to that. I've owned the store almost exactly that amount of time, that 26-year period. And I will tell you that my primary desire with Vitality was never to make it look beautiful. I wanted it to not look terrible, (laughs) but we were tight back in the day on funds for a lot of different things, and it was tough to make everything look really nice. So we made up for that with treating everybody really nice and answering their questions, and it's worked out. We're still here. But for the first time in... 16 years since we moved to our new location, which is kind of embarrassing to say, we're doing a full-blown reset. Now, if you're in retail, you know what that means, and you just got a shiver down your spine. Well, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're going to move everything around, and all of you who are regulars at Vitality, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry in advance. I know you're going to be upset with me, and my poor employees aren't even going to be able to find anything, but We're doing all of this with a purpose. We're not just trying to keep you on your toes like they do at the grocery store. We're doing this to make a bunch of new stuff fit. We're adding about five new sections worth of stuff. And the reason that the greens that I was just talking about came up, or why this came up in my head when we were talking about the greens, is because 
one of the sections I'm so excited about is our super smoothie section. We're bringing in a ton of awesome stuff you can use to make the most amazing, perfect green smoothie for you and your family. And we're going to have recipes available for you for free on all kinds of different things you can do to make your green smoothies. But more than anything, we're going to have the material that has all of the nutrition in it because the green smoothie thing, I shouldn't say all the nutrition, most people throw spinach or kale in it. It's awesome. I highly encourage that. I do it myself. Nothing wrong with that. But a lot of the greens in a green smoothie are going to come from something like the fermented greens because you can just concentrate it so much more when you dry it and powder it. So most people that are doing a a great green smoothie are going to recommend that you put some greens in there as well as some greens, uh, one from a bottle and one from the supermarket. And that's what I do, and I absolutely love it. But all the other stuff, if you need sprouted chia seeds or flax seeds, if you need specific type of omega-3 or omega-369 or flaxseed oil or MCT oil, if you need a specific type of natural protein, whether it's a vegan protein or it's a really clean whey protein that's lactose-free or whatever, all that stuff is going to be in our green smoothie section. Probably three-quarters of that section will be brand new things we've never carried before, but I've been researching and finding some really exciting stuff for it. So that's one thing we're doing. We're also adding a Zen wall or a Zen corner. I can't decide what I should call it. Let me know if you think one sounds better than the other. It's kind of in a corner, but it's mostly on this one wall, so I don't know. But anyway, this area of the store already exists. It's actually not going to look very different at all, except We're going to call it the Zen Wall, and we're putting all new stuff on it. Right now, if you're familiar with the store, it's a uh, this this wall has shampoos and conditioners and things like that, and that's all fine. But the Zen Wall is going to be really cool because the Zen Wall is going to be about everything Zen, just like the Bush song. Anyway, if you're not a Bush fan, I'm sorry. But regardless, all the Zen stuff, we're going to have the essential oils that help to calm and relax you. We're going to have the diffusers you can use to make those essential oils work. We're having all natural incense that we're getting from Japan and India and uh, trying to remember where the other one is. I think the other one is here in the United States, but we're bringing in some really, really cool incense that is not that really strong perfumey stuff that you probably associate incense with. This is incense made the traditional way, really, with real essential oils. And it's amazing stuff. We're going to have uh, on the Zen wall, what are, oh, um, a whole bunch of bracelets uh, with affirmations on them and a variety of different stones. We're going to have really, really clean candles, chakra candles and festive candles and all kinds of different candles, but without all of that uh, toxic wax and toxic scents that are in scented candles. So all kinds of stuff like that, a bunch of different kinds of bath salts, including the brand new CBD bath salts that uh, we literally just got in today. I'm so excited. And there's a bunch of other sections too. We're going to have a chemical-free home section that I'm really excited about. Stuff like this stainless steel blender bottle will be in there, but also all kinds of different cleaning options for your home and sanitizing options for your home and laundry stuff and 
dishwasher stuff and all of that kind of stuff where we're trying to get rid of chemicals. We're going to have all those options in the chemical-free living section. So all of this is taking place over the next couple of months at Vitality. If you've never been in, come visit us and uh, check it out. We love, love talking to people who listen to the show. I especially get a kick out of hearing people's thoughts on Vitality Radio. If you like what you hear, go tell somebody. Let's build this audience, build the awareness that we need to help people get their optimal vitality. That's what we're all about. I hope you enjoy uh, what I bring to you. I hope you enjoyed the favorite things and the scariness of what happened with the Sacklers and the opioid epidemic and the terrifying nature of the censorship that's going on. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to me. It's been a great week preparing for this show and delivering it to you is always my pleasure. I'm Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.